right. All right. Did you hear that? <laughs> Hello, All-Star clients, and welcome to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable presented by All-Star Veterinary mm-hmm. Clinic. For our new listeners, let's break down the format of the Veterinary Roundtable. First, all we will run through housekeeping, which is essentially updates about the podcast. Our content, content, start over. First, we'll run through housekeeping, which That's is totally staying in the podcast. <laughs> I, I can see his face. He's totally like, Take no. two. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Third time's a charm. First, we'll run through housekeeping, which is essentially updates about the podcast, our content, and anything we think should be on your radar. Second, we'll break the ice with a few icebreakers, regardless of how well we know the guests on each podcast. Third, we'll jump into case collections, where each of us will share an interesting case we've recently encountered. And lastly, client questions, where we'll try our hardest to answer a question or concern from one of our clients. Before I introduce our guests, let's go over some quick housekeeping. If you haven't sent us a question for the podcast, please do so. February is next week. February is now. February is now. Which means the arrival of Dental Health Month. Which means one step closer to spring. Which means we are basically in March. Booyah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, we'd love to answer a few questions regarding anything dental related in February. So send your questions to Harrison at all-starvet.com. Speaking of, shout out to Kelsey Baird for an awesome question about dominant behavior in cats last episode. Now, let's get to our guests. We should probably start with this one. (laughs) I was going to say, as you guys might have noticed, um, we've got Quill here, who is about a four-month-old golden retriever. We're trying to turn him into our podcast (laughs) mascot. mascot. (laughs) Yep. Um, he is Say somewhat hi, participating, but we'll see how this goes. This is Harrison's, one of Harrison's dogs, and we stole him for the podcast. So um, on today's peanut episode, he, he found pants. the peanut butter. He found pants. peanut butter. Uh, I know. I was going to say, you're like, your pants are always the messiest pants. Yeah. It's, I have holes in the knees and so, it's just. Quill, way to introduce associate <laughs> veterinarian, Dr. Ashley Duckwall. Dirty scrubs. Dirty scrub lady. Woo. All right. We also have assistant, room assistant. Veterinary assistant, pharmacy specialist. How many other titles can I give you? Um, I was going to say you She's can add it. I don't know. I work in treatment, reception. That's right. Where Jack of all trades. Yes. Jack of all trades, Becca Miller, and veterinary technician, Courtney Vaughn. Woo. How's everybody doing? Great. Doing good. How about good you? after a full day? Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. Feeling I think good. we're all looking, to the sn- looking forward to the snow. Richie sent me a text right as we started the podcast that said, holy shit. He spelled it wrong. He must have been voice texting because it said S-H-I-T-E. I don't know. Shite. And, yeah, exactly. Holy shite. He said something about, now they're saying 12 to 18 inches. Whoa, well, baby. There's, we're Indiana, though. Do we ever actually get, get like, what fully they say. hit with what they tell us? I know. It's, you know it's, I'm calling. Hardcore. I'm, we can handle no. it. We could it's have a dusting happen. or we could have like three and a half feet. There's it's, it's not, not much. I'm calling it. It's not going to be that bad. You're calling it. Okay. Okay. So this brings up a really good point. Okay. Let's make predictions. Okay. 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 How many and inches? let's going to say like the snowstorm coming up. Yes. Okay. For tomorrow and through Thursday to Friday morning. Okay. How many total inches of snow will Westfield, Indiana get? So what's your guess, Courtney? With my calculations. <laughs> so tomorrow it's supposed to be only freezing rain. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you start, where is the official number going to come from? Where are we going to get the official answer from? Jacob oh. does snow work, so he can measure with the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> that is not very accurate. That's biased. I was going to say. That, I know. You're going to win. That's not fair. just go out to the picnic table and put a ruler in it. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Just say it's a flat surface. But at what point? When it's all done? Immediately when it's when all it's said done? and done. Like so Friday, it's supposed to be partly sunny. Yes, we're going to remember. So to do but it before as soon the sun, as the sun hits comes it, out. Yeah. 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 
So, so like midday on Friday, somebody's got to be trekking out there. With there the is no to... melting going to be happening. It's going to well, be like negative wait, is 18 it supposed degrees. To, like when the sun comes out Friday, I get here when it's dark on Friday morning. Do you want to go see Harrison? Okay, we'll see. No, anyway. He doesn't like us. I think it'll be like. We'll let him go if he wants to go, but I don't think he wants to go. We'll I don't remember know. that. Quote. Okay, so your number is what? What are you going with? I'm going with. I'm going to say eight <laughs> well, and a half inches. It's really pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You're going with yeah. a half. Okay, eight and a half. Courtney mm-hmm. Vaughn is going with eight and a half. Yep. Duck wall. Two hands. Or you're going 10. Yeah. Hmm. Becca? For fun. Why not? I don't know. I think with the drastic, like with it being almost 60 today and then it's supposed to drop significantly, I'm going to go with we're. I'm going to go with a foot. We're going to have a foot or more. Oh, 12. Okay. Dang. Bye, Cole. Thanks for I'm going to go that I'm going to be completely disappointed I'm going a half an inch more than Courtney, three inches Ooh, less than Becca. Price is right rules. One inch less than Duckwall for nine. Okay. 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 Nine inches. Well, hopefully someone wrote these down because I won't Harrison. Remember. I mean, technically Harrison's recording. That's Okay. Yeah. He can go back. Right? Yeah. You got That's it. That's right. Oh, Courtney's <laughs> going to write it down. Her handy dandy notebook. Yeah, that thing comes in handy. <laughs> yes, it does. She's got a notebook. I've got pens. That thing is... Is King. like stone. Nine. Yeah, it has a lot of information here the classified. Classified, classified information. We might be able to share it, but then we'd have to kill you. You said <laughs> one foot. Ducky. That's a B. You said 10, right? Oh, speaking yeah, of ten. snow. Snow? The snowman mug. <laughs> I have a snowman mug. Okay. Now it's official. Officially official. There you go. Thank you. So, one of the things we always do with the podcast is do icebreakers. So let's start with who was your favorite teacher when you were young and why? Becca. So I had a couple, but I think that the best one that I ever had was my German teacher in high school. So her name was Frau Beck, and her first year teaching was my sophomore year of high school. So we had three years with her. And it was fun to not only us grow and learn the language with her, but to see her as a teacher. Because she was just one of those teachers that was like, yeah, you guys want to sit on your desk while we learn? Let's go. Sure. Bring in breakfast. We're going to hang out. Like we took finals my senior year and then laid down with blankets. Like she was just. She knows. She knows the secrets (laughs) to life. There's seven people in this German four class and you guys are all seniors. So sure. We'll make breakfast, bring blankets. We'll take naps once you finish your final. But she was just fun and had a way of teaching the language to make it entertaining. Like I still remember some of the songs that she taught us to be able to remember like the adverbs and things. That's awesome. She was definitely, I think, hands down, one of my favorites that I've ever had. So can you speak German now? Not as fluently as I could, so I've still got little bits here and there. Yeah. But I was an exchange student for six weeks. Oh, so nice. A cool. lot of stuff gets picked up that you don't realize. Yeah. And that happens. And I actually tried to take Spanish when I was in college. It did not go well because I <laughs> went to do an oral exam and apparently went flawlessly from Spanish straight into German. <laughs> Had no idea what I did until the teacher is like, oh, so you speak German. And I was like, Yeah. Nine. No. (laughs) And he's just laughing because I had no idea. But it was one of those that I took it for so long that it all just kind of ingrained. And so I'm kind of sad that I don't have anybody to speak it with anymore because I have lost so much of what I used to know. You can talk to all of us in German. We're just not going to know what you're saying. (laughs) Every so often I do. Or be able to correct you. Yeah, I was going to say, if you ever ask me a question, I'm like, I don't know. Ish habe kind of anung. Like, I have no idea because it just, that's what it means. I don't know. And it just comes out like every so often random German phrases. That's what clicks in my brain. That's cool. Do one of those um, tape learning things. 
Babel. Oh, like yeah, okay. Babel or like the Duolingo, yeah. Rosetta yeah. Stone, something like that. So maybe like Rosetta Stone. With your Rosetta with Stone. Rosetta Stone, yeah. With your background, you'd probably be able to take a class like that, and then it would just refresh mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, that's what I would be need cool. to do. It'd yeah. be cool, and I would like to go through and like actually try to learn Spanish right. someday, and maybe like some of the others, like French, would be a cool one. But I'm just so ingrained in the German that it's hard to learn the others sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. I get that. Calvin yeah. was trying to learn Japanese. <laughs> by, <laughs> you couldn't even say with a straight face. By on his computer pushing, like I guess there's some there's some dictation thing, and you can change the language. And so That's he would awesome. say teacher, and then it would say it in Japanese, and then he would try and say it in Japanese. <laughs> She was like, they don't have any K's. You you need to take a video of that. Then he played him. Then he, Richie played him the um, Christmas story where the Japanese people were singing to Mm -hmm. them in the restaurant. Or I mean, the Chinese people were singing in the restaurant. So he was like, see, Asian people don't have, they're not saying the K's or something like that. So it was really funny. That's hilarious. (laughs) What about you, Courtney? Um, I had Mrs. Mickle in second and third grade. So she went up. Or first, and, I think it was second and third. Yeah, she was just. I mean, I loved her, and I still talk to her all the time on Facebook and stuff like that. I don't oh, know. I just cool. really liked her. I connected really well with her, and she's just an awesome person. But that's all I got about her. I just, <laughs> I just love her. Yeah. Oh, well, I have well, her and then Mr. Howard. He was my eighth grade teacher. And one morning, a funny story about him. But one morning, he, um, I got in a fight with my mom before going to school, and I don't know what happened, but he was talking to me, and I called him mom. <laughs> in front of the whole class and it was really awkward but then he texted my mom because they're really good friends still and he told her but yeah those two are my favorite nice that's cool mm-hmm. what about you Doug Wall I don't have one wow I was in school for so long that there's so many <laughs> there's so many teachers <laughs> and I just they're just they're all great in their own way good teachers pet over here <laughs> there you go there I really you can't go. name one like I the most recent schooling I did was vet school, and they're not there not to be like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite teacher was Mrs. Young. She was a th- my third grade teacher, and she was awesome. She made you f- feel like you like she liked you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember Which is important that. at that age. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yep. That teacher, and then my other favorite teacher was. Mrs. Cook, she was a she was our math teacher at Clay Junior High, and she actually was Johnny's teacher. Whoa! Yeah, at Clay, she was just retiring, and I got an email from her about Johnny, <laughs> and I was like, "Is this the same Mrs. Cook I had? Because this was a teacher I really liked that mm-hmm. taught me a lot about math and gave me a lot of confidence and like just." you know, that you can be really good at math and made me really, really like math. And I was like, oh my God, it is. I was like, so help me God, if you make me look bad with this teacher, this is one of my favorite teachers. Like I got nine, you know, A pluses in her class. I'm like, you get your butt back in there and tell her you're sorry. Cause he was talking in class too much or something like that. Uh, Did she know who you were? Yeah. I emailed her back and said, Mrs. Cook, you may not remember me. My name is Emily You're one of my favorite teachers. You made me feel so Oh yeah. Cause I probably didn't click if she had your like, yeah. Emily King instead of she's okay. like oh yeah I remember you and I was like I don't know if that's good or bad but right. those are those moments when I'm glad I went to a different school than like my siblings and yeah. my parents because you always have that pressure of like I know who like your parents are mm-hmm. and who your siblings are thank goodness I did not go to school with any of my siblings because oh, yeah. that would have been 
rough. Although I did get revenge and do it to my sister. I had a student teacher that later taught at her school and he found out and he was like, I know who your sister is. You got to get it together. My sister called me. She goes, I hate you so much. (laughs) I thought I was safe from you. You're the only one that doesn't go to my school. And I was like, it's not my fault. Exactly. Exactly. You reap what you sow. That's right. That's right. Okay. Next question. What's your most used emoji? Oh, I should have pulled it up. Did you guys do that? What I do mean, you think can... is what does it does it show you on your phone? I know what yours is. Recent. What is mine? The thumbs up. Always. <laughs> and I always I'm like, oh, is Any she kind mad? of question doesn't even serious? matter. Sarcastic. <laughs> is she happy? Oh, it's the I was gonna say it's the <laughs> clap. <laughs> it is just yeah. a mind game, King. You need to know when you do the thumbs up. Oh, that's so funny. So I didn't realize so it was so behind the thumbs so up. Many. Like, you're right. It can be the you passive aggressive, read it. like cool. Yeah. Like when I first started and I got that the first time, I was like, Charles, what does this mean? <laughs> does that mean up? it's all good? Yeah, sure. No, <laughs> I mean it can. Okay, that's usually well what it for means you. It it always it means yeah. it's other fine, right? I don't read too deep it's into it from you. It's other fine people, I might. with three. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, what's yours, Becca? Okay, hold on. Let's see. Can just yeah. I should have looked. I'm pretty sure I use the like. So if it's the, the if it's your most up. used emoji, it's in the top left hand thing. I know. Mine. Yeah. So yeah. like I can go to my most recent right here, and so this one right here is my top. So mine is the smiley face with its eyes closed. It's just like, <laughs> oh, that's a good. One. That one's mine. Followed very closely by the hard eyes one. Oh, oh, that's those a are good my one two. Too. Courtney, yeah. my top you? one's the laughing with the tears. Yeah. Is it the I, straight now on I one look. or the one where the head's like I'm gonna, sideways? I'm gonna look. The straight on one moment, please. Doc Wallace left the scene. Harrison, just out of curiosity, because you're a guy, what is your most used emoji? <laughs> I'm curious to know this. It's going to be the Where heart. did our mascot go? I would laugh so hard if it was. He doesn't like us. He didn't. He left did the scene. Did he just, like, disappear? He totally the left the set. Quill. He's in the li- he's in, out there in the living room. He's in, he's in the living in the, room. He's in the hallway. <laughs> I knew it was the heart. Oh. His is yeah, the heart, because he's so loving. He is just so lovely. Smiley face with the tears. Smiley face with tears. Smiley face with the tears. Okay. Don't forget your paper. It's hard to tell. You looked right at it and still loved it. Okay, well, I think we've got enough ice broken. Yep. I agree. Broken. Okay, so let's (laughs) share. Let's do our case sharing. Good good idea. I can go first. You want to go first? Oh, sure. The other one was good. Do the next icebreaker for the next round. Save the next icebreaker? Yeah, that was a good one. Okay. Okay. Well, now I want to do it. Okay, anyway. Um, so Dr. Duckwell and I had a patient. Um, she is a – she one or two now? she two? Um, a two-year-old golden doodle, and she um, was spayed. So when the owners got her, they were going to a previous clinic – um, and they had her spayed there. Everything went great. Um, she recovered well from the procedure, all that kind of stuff. Um, the and then <laughs> a couple months ago, she went into a heat cycle, which is a dog's period for layman terms. Um, which so shouldn't she, have happened if you were spayed. Right, exactly. exactly. So that should not happen if a dog is spayed. So she start, She went to a heat cycle, which when you heat cycles happen, dogs start to have female dogs have discharge from their vulva. So they'll have bloody discharge it can be like a brown color just not normal discharge um and so she started having that so the owners brought her in thought something was seriously wrong and we did a vaginal cytology and that showed cells that are consistent with 
heat pretty much. And so we kind of went far, like looking a little bit further. And I mean, the main thing was that there was something left behind from the spay procedure. So not everything was taken out during the procedure, which if, I mean, there can be the most microscopic piece of like an ovary or anything like that. And that can cause heat, which is crazy to me. Um, but then we had an ultrasound done and well, that we referred her out to a specialty clinic and they did the ultrasound and they saw, they said they saw something that was suspected to be an ovarian remnant. And so, um, the owners went back to the clinic and talked to them about money and that kind of stuff. That's not important, but, um, <laughs> they were just asking just because it is, it's rare. It does, we don't see it a lot, but I mean, people are humans. They make mistakes. It is something that happens. It's considered and, a complication. Right. Complication. It, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I it can yeah. happen. It's not detrimental or anything like that. It just, I mean, it's frustrating probably for the owner, but anyway, they said they thought they saw something. So then we were going to perform the surgery, um, but then she wasn't in heat. And so when a dog's in heat, their lady parts internally are more swollen. So ideally, we wanted to wait to do the surgery until she was in heat. So then things were swollen. So then it'd be easier to find the ovarian remnant. Um, so she finally came in two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we did it. And we did find the piece of um, ovary that was left. We sent it out to the lab to get a histopath on it. And it came back as an ovarian remnant. So, But now she's all good. Yeah. She's fixed. So no she's officially cycles. spayed no now. That's right. That's right. So that was Absolutely. cool. No more yeah. weird behaviors. Yep. Yeah, the she, owners were good. Yeah, it was just frustrating for them because she had to wear a diaper and all that kind of stuff. And they had to deal with female dogs hump. So she was humping things. And I think that was like the worst sign for them. Yeah. <laughs> or was it? Was it? Well, she, no, it was she humped everybody and everything. Yeah. Aww. It's crazy that it can be that small. But yeah. That's what'll get it. That yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Yep. Like, and they can have a full blown cycle. Yeah. More ways than one. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Seriously. <laughs> Don't leave it, yeah, any it man crazy, behind. <laughs> yeah. It turned out well. She's all good. She's healthy and the owners are happy. Yep. Yeah. So Woo. that was cool. Woo. So. Woo. Woo. Good job. Carla did that surgery. Yeah. She did. Shout she did a Carla. great job. Yep. So very yeah. interesting case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So weird. So unusual. Yeah. It's not common. People don't need to freak out. It's not common. No. Yeah. I agree. It's not very common. But it is... I mean, like when you're in that situation or the dog's in that situation or has those clinical signs, I mean, that's one of the things that, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we look for because it's we like know that can do list. that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. or estrogen exposure. Ex- uh, yeah. Like that's a good point. products. Yeah. Like, li- like there's all the stories of dogs mm-hmm. licking people's skin mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like estrogen products or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely Craziness. need to make sure that's not the reason before you go doing surgery. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Becca, okay. you got one? So mine's a little more common than that. Um, but so it's kind of cautionary slash a little bit funny. So Faust and I back in September had a patient come in who was having some vomiting, having some diarrhea, always kind of concerning. So when it comes to age and breed, we always ask like, Hey, what is the likelihood that your pet has eaten something that they're not supposed to, whether it's a new food, whether they chew on toys, things like that. And you know, this owner was like, Oh no, my other one totally would believe that they would do that. This one. No, like there's no little to no chance that this happened. So we're like, okay, we, you know, we can kind of get behind that. So we went with just doing some fluids, sending home a bland diet, you know, hoping everything would turn out okay. So I called them the next day just to check in, like, hey, how's she doing? How'd she do overnight? And he goes, I think I found the culprit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he goes, I sent an email for you. And there's a picture of this dog's stool with oh, yeah. a plastic toddler fork. 
<laughs> yes. That'll do fork. it. So no a teeth marks fork. on it anywhere. It's just she a took that down fork. one gulp. Yeah, he was like, I think that she must have gotten something off of the toddler's like high chair and took the food and the fork with it. Oh, Luckily, man. she passed it. He yeah, impressive. That's intact. Yeah. That's. That's a that yeah, super impressive that they passed it. it. <laughs> Put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, throw in the dishwasher. Yeah, luckily, no GI issues didn't have anything. There was no blood in the stool ever. Wow, that's he was bananas. Like, I don't know how it happened, but yeah, it was that moment of he was like, well, I guess you were right. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those like, you know, even if we don't think that that's what it is, always, always have to be careful because they're tricky. But yeah, luckily that one, because they can always, I mean, twist sideways. If it was sharper, it could have punctured something. Luckily, this one didn't. Everything came out yeah, great, but awesome. it was just kind of one of those funny of like, well, here's your culprit. And we're like, yeah, yeah. That that's it. it. Moral of the story, check the poop. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's amazing, though, that something like that can make it through the That's what I'm saying. Home. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. The body's crazy. The There's some valves in there that's got to go through. It's like, how does it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All of those like twists and turns. Like, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. That had to be kind of uncomfy as that was coming out. That could definitely explain mm. the yeah. issues happening. For sure. Well, good for that dog. That'll do it. Yeah. Um, mine is, I was just going to talk about how at times, like we, I had a cat come into the clinic for its annual visit and, um, it was perfect in the room. We do so many things to try and decrease stress levels for cats, mm -hmm. um, with just any visit really, but this was just an annual visit, super nice cat in the, in the clinic. Um, did my complete physical exam. We were getting ready to draw blood on them. And we do that um, in a different room where I have supplies and everything. And so that we really don't like owners to have to hold their pet and be the bad guy. And also for um, liability issues, we don't want them getting bit. And so um, – And not around dogs. And not we, around when dogs. When we take them, we don't yes, put we them don't, around dogs. Yeah, exactly. They're in their own room. separate yeah. space. Cat meow. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so um, – he wasn't having any part of it, didn't want to be, you know, handled. And so we um, try not to, you know, push their buttons. So we decided, hey, you know, why don't you let us keep them? Well, before we get them too riled up, we'll give them some gabapentin. So we gave him some gabapentin, which actually turned him into like Jekyll and Hyde. He was like, like, just like <laughs> completely bad now. Now you couldn't even like, handle touch him. him or anything. Oh. So we ended up using some gas anesthesia after the gabapentin, which was fine, obviously, because he was immobilized and he did perfect. Yeah. Um, but I guess my point in talking about it is that visits for cats is really stressful. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Very one thing so. for people to know is that we can make it better. Mm -hmm. Even if we think that your average cat is fine in the clinic. There's no harm in doing things preemptively to make sure that they have mm -hmm. a positive visit so that they don't get stressed out, which, you know, and I think like the majority of cat owners, it stresses them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. It's all stressful to bring like, cats in, in general. You don't want to, you don't want to spike the stress. You want to get bit. You, it's just, I think it's like one of the more common reasons why cats like, you know, they'll go years, mm -hmm. like, especially indoor cats. They'll Agreed. go years before coming into the clinic yeah, you know, yeah. or into have a visit because it's like, oh, that was a show last <laughs> right. time we went in yeah. you know right. and so just getting in the carrier alone can be hard for the owner but yeah. i think it's important to like stress to owners that like the medications we do use for like restraint as mm -hmm. we say they're not bad like if you think of like oh my cat needs drugs for a visit like it's not all i feel like people think it's a bad thing but... or that their cat's bad right right yeah. but it's, i mean yeah. it's yeah. helping the cat because they're not sitting here fighting us the whole time they're just sleepy we get our stuff done we wake them up and they we send them home like it's yeah. less stressful for them giving them drugs than it is mm -hmm. not yeah. and a lot of times it's even not necessarily that they're mean but more that they're just wiggly because mm -hmm. if they're young or yep. if they're not used to being handled mm -hmm. it is just kind of a how can i squirm and get away from you right and then we risk you know poking the wrong thing if we 
we've got the needle. So yeah, sometimes that I know between that and like feel away, Dr. Faust loves when people will use feel away in the carriers yep. yeah, because mm-hmm. that has that calming effect. And so we try to spray any room that's going to have a cat in it with it anyways, with feel yep. away. Yeah. Um, because that'll help just from the time that we have to get them out to even check weights, just having that feel away in there um, helps with that calming effect, even without gabapentin mm-hmm. or something else on board. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you need help with that, I guess my point is, Call us because yes. we can help you. Yes. yes. Make it better. Make the cat and your visit the better. No. Right. Yeah. Not no. good for the people. Nope. Not good for the cat. Nope. 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 Yeah, it stresses me out. I start sweating. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, no. And cat bites are nasty. Yeah. Yes. They are the calls. not Can good. you help me with this cat? She's like, it depends. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> they really I start sweating no. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, mine. Sorry. Yes. Um, yes. Mine's more of a general educational thing, too. Um, so I just was thinking what's a common thing we see and people get really worried about and vaccine reactions, especially probably more so in puppies. Cause by the time they're adults, they're used to vaccines. So common things that we'll see, um, most common things we've seen, I guess, is facial swelling. They look really cute. It's really we cute. Love when it it's not great, but it's really cute. Exactly. <laughs> it's obviously not comfortable, but their eyes, if it's a fluffy dog, you know, you look for the eyes, make sure they can still open. And if not, maybe there's some swelling there, their muzzle, their cheeks will get a little swollen mm-hmm. and they feel a little swollen. So those are kind of examples. Um, vomiting diarrhea can happen right after too. But I think the more common one are though like facial swelling, but also hives, like you'll mm-hmm. see it on their sides and really itchy. So, um, it just, it can happen, what, I would say one to two hours, I usually say, after their visit. Mm-hmm. And it's just more of like an immune response, right, which is what we're looking for. Um, but it's classified as a hypersensitivity type 2 reaction. And essentially, we just need to to calm it down, do some antihistamine. So Benadryl <laughs> is our best friend. And mm-hmm. if an animal is preemptively like known to be sore from vaccines or have a reaction in the past. You can always get Benadryl at home before. So it's on board and, um, you know, rarely is it an emergency situation, but we always, I don't know. It's just a conversation I always talk through. So I can think of yep. like so mm-hmm. many puppies that have come in because of swollen faces, but it goes away within 24 hours. So mm-hmm. yeah, not a specific case, but we I would say, you know, people pain at the injection site is considered a normal response versus mm-hmm. like yes. a reaction. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like yeah. that will like it, that. I That's something I think we see a lot of, mm-hmm. but Dog it's just like, in, after, just like in people yeah. like your arm hurts and right. some people are like, you think it's the end of the world, you know, and they can't lift their arm at all. And yeah. then you have other people who are like, I didn't notice anything. Right. You know, I think it's the yeah. same thing with the dogs. It seems like yeah. some of them, it's like their legs falling off. Yeah. Yeah. They can't even function. And right. then they're fine the next Especially day. Especially the little, the like day. the super small dogs. Yeah. yeah. Those ones are always worse. I have those conversations with a lot of puppy owners or even kitten owners that, okay, a little bit of soreness, like if they really don't want you to touch it, totally normal. But if they're like, Baby. oh my God, it's the worst. <laughs> okay. We might want to check them out, give them some pain meds if we need to. Because yeah, that is the moment mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, that's pretty extreme if you're noticing that they're not even wanting to put a new weight on that leg. Right. Yeah. We might want to see that. But if it's yeah. just they don't want you to touch that spot, we're probably okay to just you And know, we can easily help that too with yep. literally mm-hmm. anti inflammatory and they yep. feel fine. Yep. Exactly. So just another thing to preemptively we can get stuff on board or mm-hmm. it's an easy thankfully, usually mm-hmm. not super severe. But nope. if you ever have any questions, call Let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so on to client questions. Oh my gosh, I just thought that we just, we just did that. We I feel like we've just been chatting. Wow, <laughs> we're not even there yet. Sorry, we have we are chatty Cathy's today. Okay, so I was just hit. Okay, here's the question. I guess I should say preface with here's the question. <laughs> I was just hit with the groomer asking for updated records of vaccinations, and then they added influenza, which I had never heard of before. Is this something new? 
Is it because of COVID? You might think so. <laughs> is this something we should do yearly from here on out? This question comes from LaDonna Menier Davis. Good question. Great I didn't, question. I didn't mean to tie my vaccine reactions into that. So that was. But I know it's like very <laughs> timely. It's okay. like we do this for a living. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Um, us personally, we haven't seen flu cases, but I know it is becoming more prevalent, which is why it's starting to become recommended by more places. And also because it's almost like it doesn't present like kennel cough, but it is just as contagious as kennel cough. So I feel like grooming places, boarding facilities, all that kind of stuff are just a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, strict about it, just because they have so many dogs in such a small area that it can spread so fast and then the facility has that many more issues. Yeah. Right. So I think that's why it's because just because I think it's moving its way. I don't know, something like that. Just Yeah, and I know when it hits an area, it gets pretty bad. Like when I first started, and that was when the flu vaccine, so it two years ago was really getting big. Mm-hmm. I had called down to Evansville to get some records for somebody and they're like, oh yeah, um, they're going to require this flu. And I guess the flu was going really bad all throughout mm-hmm. the kennels and boarding facilities down in the Evansville, like Southern Indiana area. So it was really big down there, but up here, we weren't really seeing mm-hmm. any cases, but we had people that were still requiring them because they weren't sure how far north it was going to go. Mm-hmm. So I know that down south a couple of years ago got hit really bad and that's why we had a bunch of clients starting um, trying to get that because all of those companies that have locations in multiple cities were just blanketing it. Like, I know that it's not your area, but everybody's mm-hmm. going to require this now. Yeah. And I think it's What's important to remember. Yep. Well, I think it just like, I mean, both what you guys said, very contagious, but the other thing is it's viral. It's viral. So it's mm-hmm. only supportive care that we can provide. It's not like a bacterial pneumonia or, or a kennel cough mm-hmm. where, um, even kennel cough can, you know, be, uh, I guess, treated. easily transmitted mm-hmm. and treated. Yeah. 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 Easily treated, but also the body can take care of it sometimes. So mm-hmm. viruses are very different where it's strictly supportive care. There's no That's one true. and done fix of medicine. It's, and if it gets really bad, that then um, can predispose an animal or dog to really bad pneumonia. So it's like secondary mm-hmm. effects that I think we worry about clinically as well as the other things of passing it along, outbreaks, mm-hmm. things like that. So I think it makes yeah. sense is what I'm trying to say. I'm on the other side of the fence. I think it's crack crap. Oh, <laughs> this is a zinger. <laughs> we have disagreed. What? In our area, in our area, because we don't see the flu vaccine. I mean, we don't see the flu. So if you, if the canine influenza, so I think you have to look at canine influenza in terms of the viruses that cause it. So we've got two different viruses so mm-hmm. h h8 I'm trying to remember what it says in the h3 h3 h3n2 and h3n8 are yeah, the two like that. okay yeah. I said, yeah yeah one comes from equine influenza and one comes from avian yeah. influenza or something like that so um and they can be you can have mild forms of canine influenza mm-hmm. so it can mimic something like tracheitis or kennel cough but then you can have severe forms which is when that's when they were seeing the pets die mm-hmm. you know in short order like within i think some of the research shows like six to eight hours or something yeah. like that's very quick yeah. and there it's known or the classic presentation would be like coughing up blood um you know is the is the a big one or mm-hmm. whatever but 
the last flu outbreak near us, like Chicago was the big one. I remember that, yeah. And then I think right now it's in California, maybe. I don't remember. Indiana, we don't have, like in, in the state of Indiana, I went to, after this question, I went to the Cornell website to see if they even have any reported cases in Indiana. There's none. I think if you look at their website, I think California is the largest one with maybe 18. And then there's wow. four other states. So my thought is, okay, we're vaccinating for something that's not present in our area. We don't even know if it's the same mm-hmm. virus, you know, because they're known for mutating. Yeah. So then are we really protecting against the virus? I also struggle with the fact that it doesn't prevent the disease. So it's going to lessen the severity of the symptoms for the patient. Right. So it's not in this particular, in this particular vaccine that we've got, and we use the Zoetis vaccine. Yeah, yeah. That has both strains. Because that's the other thing is there's companies that are making just the N8 or the N2. Uh, so that's why we used the Zoet. Because once we decided we were going to bring it back in when this was happening in Chicago. Yeah. So we have that vaccine. But we decided to go with the Zoetis one because it had both of them in one. Because mm-hmm. there, otherwise, there's how do you even know which one to vaccinate right. for? Right. Yeah. And so um, – I don't believe in it. I think it's a, I mean, I, I believe that the vaccine does what it says it's going to do. I just don't know that it's necessary to be vaccinating every single dog for influenza right. when we have zero reported cases in Indiana. Yeah. So why now, is grooming and boarding requiring right. that kind of Now, thing? my caveat would be if you are traveling to areas where you may be mingling with dogs right. that are from areas or regions of the country that are struggling with canine influenza, then you probably should vaccinate your dog. for. Right. So say you're going to go to Disney World and you're going to stay in the Disney pet suites, whatever is down there. Well, you don't know what other pets are coming right. into contact right. from different regions because everybody's sure. traveling there. Or if you're going to a dog show or if you're just trying to think of other common things that people might, you know what I mean? Like yeah. right. if you're going to places where your people are coming from multiple regions and your dog may be exposed – then it probably makes sense. But for your average Joe who's going to board, going into grooming, that's just my opinion. So yeah. it's kind of like you would, like what you would want to do is like treat our our flu vaccine as like our Lyme vaccine. Yeah. That's it's a, like we it's don't really, we vaccine. don't recommend Lyme unless you're in a tick prevalent area, like, or whatever, you know? Lyme's a little different though because there's been multiple studies on adverse, right? Like I don't remember the the research off the top of my head and stuff, but there's literally like, risk versus reward with that vaccine. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the flu, I don't know if there's similar, I'd have to look, honestly. I don't know if if there is similar studies and stuff like that. Cause I remember literally one class was dedicated to vaccinate for Lyme versus not vaccinate for Lyme. Oh really? Yeah. It's like, um, well, I think the rule of thumb with Lyme vaccine, not to get off on a tangent, but I mean, they they, like, it's like prevention, prevention, prevention. Right. And then it's like, if you're like in some endemic area, then like, I don't know, like, Rhode Island or New York Mm -hmm. or something, then you would they probably use it. I would think, right? Yeah, Yeah. they probably weighed the pros and the cons and think, okay, exposure is significant. People are going to be forget. Yeah, I have to look up that study. It's super interesting. Yeah, I mean, it is a tangent, but I mean, I guess similar thought process, right? Because you're trying to think of. Yeah, because we think of like what is our core vaccines and what we would recommend for every dog or every cat versus which are the ones that are the more specialty. So, and I think that we do consider the flu kind of that more specialty of at risk. You know, we when I talk to people, especially with puppies, it's a okay. We do have the flu vaccination. Mm -hmm. We're not going to give it to them right now. But what I want you to look into is if you need it in the future for a border or groomer. If you need it at that point, we're happy to do it. But it's not something we're just going to do right now because 
we don't have a need for it at this right. moment. So we a lot of times in those puppies will wait until that owner calls and says, hey, this place is requiring it and now I have to have it. Yeah. Okay, we're happy to do that, but it's not what right. we would consider that core. This is what you need to have. Mm-hmm. To yeah, keep and that's healthy. what happened to me. Like I had to vaccinate my dogs for it because they were going to right. boarding. And I'm like, well, then let me ask you this. Do you think the kennel cough, because they're right, we don't know exactly if it's a bacteria. I mean, that's what we think the kennel cough is, right? But there's so many mm-hmm. various forms. What are your thoughts on the vaccine on the kennel cough then? Um, I think the vaccine prevents Bordetella. Yeah. If that's what we're, I mean, you know, I mean, that's what it's, that's what it's labeled to do. Right. I think it lasts for 12 months. That's what the studies show that it lasts for 12 months. I would not give, again, you're, you're not, we're probably not hurting the patient. Not that we can, I mean, we don't do any studies to know per se. Yeah. But some of these places that require to tell it every six months i mean that doesn't make sense why, like it doesn't make sense to me because you're following the label so the rabies says every three years and you listen to that label mm-hmm. so why aren't you why are you not listening to the label on the bordetella vaccine that says it lasts for it's not saying it lasts for 10 months maybe 12 months right it says it lasts for a year mm-hmm. yeah that doesn't why are we sense. believing yeah, so this vaccine and not this one like it yeah. doesn't i can't i don't know how to right yeah. make that work in my brain mm-hmm. or how to explain mm-hmm. it to an owner i'm like they just have a policy. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Go down Where do they get like, their policy from? Like, <laughs> the effectiveness doesn't go down, correct? Like it's the same effectiveness all year round. Correct. It's not Until like it expires. It's like expires. Pretty much in a, they've um, tested vaccine. it out yeah. to a year and they've shown efficacy. Yep. They have certain numbers they have to reach, like yeah, efficacy out, out to a year. Mm-hmm. They didn't test it past a year. It yeah. could be, yeah. it could last longer than a year. Most, you know, I mean, but I, I don't know if that answered your question. No, I was just thinking like, in my head, because, you know, we know we have the classic Bordetella kennel cough cases, and then there are still, like, other ones where it's not maybe the goose honk kennel cough, but other respiratory mm-hmm. issues, and then you got, you know, I guess it really comes down to, like, testing, too, right? Like, doing the Yeah, because we don't run all stuff. those. Yeah. I think you'd have to run those PCR tests, to know like, exactly say, on every coughing dog, mm-hmm. and then you would go, okay, oh, my, all of them are Bordetella, our vaccine, like, yeah. you know, which we're, we're not going to do because the yeah. PCR test is so expensive. You know, well, and there's some normal bacteria in there, and you just don't know right. what's real, what's not. Mm-hmm. And but I think your point of Bordetella is a nuisance to the owner because they they cough and they keep them up at night. But you're right; they do most of the time. Pneumonia. They take care of it on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they can get secondary pneumonia if their body doesn't take care of it, which right we just saw with one of our cases. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. All around. So yeah, very good question. I would say too, like even if people still go through with the flu, I. I don't believe it's hurting the dog. No, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think that if it's something where you're like, look, I got to do this because of boarding or I got to do this for X, Y, Z. You're not hurting the exactly. patient. I agree. And yeah. that's the main goal yeah. too is like whether you decide it or not risk versus reward, like either way, accepting that. And yeah. 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 I but, find yeah. it so fascinating because the times that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are being made to vaccinate their dogs. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Wait, I, I guess know. that's the other thing. Is it because of COVID? So I would say... Well, we, we don't. <laughs> is it because Silly of COVID though. that they're requiring the vaccine? Is everything because of COVID? I feel or like. Or is dog right? flu related to Dog flu's COVID? not I feel like related it's been to COVID. Way, no, this was a thing I was before say, COVID. Yeah. I started yes. over yeah. two yes. years ago and yeah, they were no. requiring. It's not related to COVID. Yeah. No, it was, because, school, it was because of the, the Florida thing with the Greyhound racetrack. Yes. That was like yes. early 2000s, and I feel like. And then Chicago was the most recent one in 2015, I think, maybe. Yeah. And then now I think there's some stuff in California. Gotcha. I feel like yeah. it's California. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's California. So I think that it just, um, if you're, if, especially if you're a national chain, they put out a directive mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter doesn't where your region is, yeah. they're right. going to put out a directive yeah. and you're going to be lumped into that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's easier so, than it's, trying to like go through, okay, well, this location, this is your one. And then this one, you're okay, but you need to have this one. So too it's messy. easier to just go, yeah. this is the blanket. This yeah. is what we're going to do yeah. overall. And this is just how we're going to handle it, which makes a lot of sense. When you do have that many locations in some of those big you know, companies, it mm-hmm. is easier to do that way mm-hmm. to say, there's everything. Everybody's going to follow yeah. it. We're not going to pick and choose. Yeah. So I no, think that you should no it's not because of covid and if you if 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 you're trying to minimize the number of vaccines you're giving your pet because some people feel that way mm-hmm. then I would find another facility you know that yeah. doesn't there's require because there's some that, yeah there's mm-hmm. and I think a lot of them originally when they were going through that that episode of the increase in cases um there were a lot more I think a lot of it's fallen off now yeah. there's a lot of p- places that don't require it right so, um, or you can ask for a letter from your veterinarian. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Depending on the situation. Yeah. That, you know, if that. you're choosing not to. And I think that the biggest thing for the company, my guess would be they don't want to treat your pet if it gets sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so if you can, because yeah, if you can, yeah. if you can somehow, you know, sign something or something like that, that says, I'm not holding you, you know, responsible for, yeah. you know, if my pet were to contract this. But I think the other thing for them is then if that happens and then the spreading factor, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. but then again, that's the whole thing of if it's a vaccine, don't get me started. Okay. (laughs) All right. So we'll wrap it up there because the vaccine is supposed to keep you from getting an illness, but let's not get on my soapbox. Okay. Anybody have anything else to add? No. I'm really excited for the snow predictions. <laughs> snow predictions. I, I kind of want to know like who's right. We are we are have something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah right. You know, Do we what? write one down for Harrison. Does Harrison get a vote? In Harrison, oh, you Harrison, vote? did you oh. want to vote? Quill, come here. Uh, you have to sign okay. us out. Come on, come on, Quill. Quill, Quill come, on. come on. We did not talk about food this time. I, we didn't talk about food. <laughs> did we all have snacks? I had a snack. You had a snack. That's why I, snack. I didn't have a snack. I was going to say, thing. I offered you a chip. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. No Thank wheel. you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Remember, send in those questions and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at All Star Veterinary Clinic. If you enjoyed <laughs> this episode or a previous episode, okay. leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice. We'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.